Hey. I'm not going to do any special intro tonight because I can't sleep again like almost every night. And you know sometimes at night when you can't go to bed you think about going downstairs or going to your fridge and just opening it and having cake or that ice cream. Well, it's weird, but I feel like that about talking to you. And I'm going to try to do this episode without editing, you know, trying to make it perfect and have the perfect title and make sure it fits in within, within the time and there's no ums and likes and all that. So I asked someone who listens to my podcast, a loved one, for some feedback and they said you need to stop lecturing and just have a conversation that's hard for me because i'm i'm a teacher and having taught in a classroom made me like that but i'm still going to try to just talk to you as a conversation you know as if we're just the, the two of us are sitting in a coffee shop or on the sofa in the family room just having chai so one of the things that really really uh, affected me that I want to share but I'm very hesitant because it is a very um, vulnerable side of me but I still want to connect with you so I don't know how to strike that balance of sharing what is needed so I can connect with you and let you know that I suffer pain just like you and that my life is not perfect and just because I'm on you know this track or this time in my life that I have everything under control that's really not it and the thing I want to talk to you about is getting married while having a mental illness in the Muslim community I'll tell you it wasn't easy for me and subhanAllah it took a long 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 time for me to get married while having a bipolar diagnosis. Before that it was easy. I got married very quickly and during that time was when the bipolar came up and if I try to tell you the story it's so muddled and there's so many like things that I don't even remember or that are so confusing and I know I made a lot of mistakes and that's a part of my life that I don't really want to make public nor do I think I need to. What I do want to share is that because of bipolar there are at least I remember three proposals that told me directly that you know, marriage is not possible because of the bipolar. Now, those are the three people who said it directly. Imagine all the other people or families who came or that, you know, uh, I connected with online. I'm sure many of them had that same reason, but they just didn't have the guts to say it. And you know, that's okay. It's okay that Somebody lets me know early on that, hey, because of your mental health condition, I don't think I can go forward with this. You know, that's honesty. That's good. But it still hurts. 
Man, it hurts so much, even to this day, just to think about it, that a person would turn you down because of a condition you have that you have no control over. It's like, I feel like damaged goods. You know, I already had a divorce on my record and now I have a mental illness. And literally, my husband now, he's not from the same town as me uh, or same city or the same place. Because I could not find, I could not get married where I lived, where the divorce happened. And I felt like a part of me just really, really wanted to get married again to prove to them, the the haters or whatever you want to call them. I wanted to prove to them that, hey, look, I am fine. I can get married, you know, like that. I don't even know what I'm saying. All I want to let you know is that it is hard to get married. I feel like bi- having bipolar is like a life sentence and at other times it's a blessing. I don't know how to phrase it. There's a lot of people who tell me that I identify with it too much and that I just need to let go. But they don't understand how it's a daily battle. And I have to strike a balance between, you know, seeking attention through it versus legitimately needing help for it. It's not easy. And even in this podcast, I'm just trying to talk to you and it is hard. Like, I don't, I don't want to lecture. I don't want to talk down to you or show you that I have all the answers that I found the light and everything is fine now. And you can be there too. Man, that's not how it works. Like it, it still sucks. I still compare myself to quote unquote normal people or how they have a nine to five job, how they have a stable income, how they have such perfect kids and their husband and their life and their health. And the thing is, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, right? You, even you listening to me, you don't know what goes on in my life exactly. You might think that just because I can hook up a mic to my laptop and upload this episode and distribute it, that I got my life together, that, you know, I know what I'm doing. And, you know, the truth is I don't, I really don't. I doubt myself every day. Even just putting out this episode, I'm thinking about what you're going to think of me. What you're going to make of what you say. Are you laughing at me? Are you making fun of me? Do you even take me seriously? And the thing is, those are all projections that I'm making. Right? Those are all insecurities I have about myself. Uh, Those are insecurities I have about myself. And... I can't continue this work or this creativity or this sharing I can't continue it if I let the doubts and the fears get the better of me there's so many um, ideas I have so many things I want to do with this project and every step I take there's a doubt what if it doesn't work out What if nobody even cares? What if it doesn't even benefit anyone? What if it stops tomorrow? What if I can't continue and everybody will think, ha ha ha, there's another thing Sabah failed at. Uh, 
All those things, they're a regular thing in my mind. And I have to just kind of acknowledge them and move on anyways. Just like each time I post about my runs, I think, oh, what if I don't do the run? What if I get an injury? What if I just lose motivation? And then the people who follow me were like, ha, look at her. You know what? She thought she could do a race. She thought she could do a marathon, half marathon, whatever it is she's doing. And look, she couldn't do it. So it is hard. Um, this episode doesn't really have a point, nor do I want it to. I just wanted to tell you that I'm human, just like you. Um, and I don't have my life together. Just because you can hear me on your phone or while you're driving in your car or cleaning up or going for a walk, just because I'm able to share this with you, through this medium, it doesn't mean that I'm perfect or that I'm on a high pedestal. Not at all. And I want to apologize if I can't come across like that, like I'm trying to come from a place of authority. I think that when I do that, it it kind of masks the the doubts I have about myself. And I keep thinking, do I even have anything of value to add? Like, me talking to you, is it really going to benefit you? And I think I just have to stop thinking about that. Like, so what if there isn't a tangible benefit to what I'm doing, to what I'm saying? So what? What if we just talk, right? If I just talk to you, talk with you, you know, not at you, but like just sit with you and know that this COVID thing really sucks. It does. And I I don't want to have a guilty gratitude. You know where I, I used to do that. I still do. I just fall into this. I think it's it's a very bad habit, which is that somebody shares their hardship. Like, you know what? Oh man, this was so tough. Or, you know, I try to get my kids to go to bed and it just, every day it's the same thing. Every day it's the same thing. And then I would come and say, well, you should be grateful that you have kids because some people, they can't even have kids. Man, that, I, I hate that now. I I just want to connect and say, you know what? Yeah, it does suck. It is very hard. Yeah, that's true. Because when when I'm in that situation, when I have a hardship and then someone tries to come and give me this guilt gratitude, man, it irritates me so much. And I'm like, you know what? You don't understand. Just, just leave me. And I think I've come across like that on my podcast. And I think I realized that is what I think I realized that when I saw someone else who was sharing a video of how they've quote unquote conquered their health. And now they said, I can help you too. And then, you know, it's like, no, you can't help me. Like you've gone through that already and now you're not there. So you don't really get what I'm saying. And then don't get me started about the social media craze. I keep thinking, you know what? Oh, these podcasts are nice right now. Yeah. Cause of COVID, a lot of people are doing it. And then what if it's just a fad, you know, it's just part of that social media train. It comes and it goes. And what if it dies, you know, very soon, then I wasted my time that's another doubt and fear. And I have to just, you know, put that aside again. 
and I won't lie, I was, I'm trying to monetize this podcast. I'm trying to make some money or some kind of career out of it. And it is tough. And I find when I start to think about the numbers, I really hate it. Like it loses its luster. It's, uh, I, I don't enjoy it. And I don't feel like I'm just having fun with it. It becomes like a job. And that's something I don't, don't want. Honestly, I hate working. I hate having a job. I, I hate that nine to five. I just can't. It it feels like a prison to me. I know for some people it gives them like a schedule. It gives them that like routine. But for me, it's a cage. And I guess that's it. I don't have much else to add. Oh yeah, one thing I wanted to say. I remember long, long time ago, somebody said to me, she's so dangerous. She should never have kids. I don't need to say who said it. And of course the she was me. And man, I've let those words dictate my view on how to be a mom and that that is so sad and the thing is I only realized this recently I was talking to my therapist and I was telling her how that I've, I've taken that label I've, I've taken that erroneous crazy statement and I've made it my identity and I don't know how like why did I do that why would any sane person take such a stupid comment like that and say Yes, it is true. You are right. I am dangerous and I shouldn't have kids. Like, why would anybody do that? And she said something really interesting, which was that when that person said that to you, you were like in a very vulnerable, weak position. And that person had so much control and power over you. So at that time, you just, that made such a big impression on you and you just took that in. Now, almost more than a decade later, I'm still holding on to that. And the thing is, when I look at my experience, when I look at how I've dealt with motherhood and raising my child, I know I'm not dangerous. The only danger is when you leave me in a room with a chocolate cake. There's a danger that the cake is going to be gone. That's the only danger. And I have to tell myself that because it's so easy to tell you, but in my head, it is so much harder. Okay, I think I should go to sleep. Anyways, I hope that talking to you in this kind of candid episode or whatever shows you that I don't have it all together. And I know the first episode I put out said, how I mastered bipolar well I haven't really I think the way I use mastery the word mastery is it needs to be clarified which is that when I say mastery it's not like I'm done and over with I find for me mastery means that each day when I wake up and I have to face the same crap again I say okay all right one more day one more day to master this. That means I'm in charge. Allah's in charge. And we deal with this beast again. 
And some days it's a beast, some days it's a blessing, and some days it's just a blot. It's in the middle. And I just have to take it for what it is. Alright, I gotta go to sleep and you have to get on with whatever you're doing right now. Alright, thanks for giving me your ears. Alright, talk to you soon. Assalamualaikum.